Good morning, everyone. Yes, morning. my name is Ross, and um, just before we start, um, I'm way older than than than, than our look. Okay, so uh, so um, because sometimes you know going to meetings, I thought, oh, should I should I grow a beard or moustache something, you know, so that people can respect me more. You know, I think sometimes people look at your age, right? And um, but because my wife hates hates it when I grow grow a moustache, so I thought, okay, well, a bit a bit a bit of the um, pleasing your wife is bit, uh, is. More important than anything else. Amen. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and also, first thing I came here, I felt really, really comfortable. Um, because why? Because I, I see all these papers. Um, you know, sometimes if you go to New Generation Church, everybody's on iPads and everything. So today, my notes, it's, it's, it's on a piece of paper. So, uh, so I was immediately comfortable at this church. Um, right, so maybe I'll just a um, slight introduction. Um, I, um, I was born in New Zealand. Um, I graduated in engineering um, back long, long time ago. Yeah. yeah, long, long time ago. Probably the same generation. <laughs> um, I can give you a clue, a bit of a clue um, how old I am in a couple of slides down. And um, I worship at the Pekaringa Chinese Baptist Church, uh, which is out at um, out of Pekaringa, Tiraco Drive. There are three churches there. There's the uh, Baptist Church, there's a Samoan Baptist Church as well as a Chinese Baptist Church. And, um, and um, so, yep, so we speak Cantonese there mainly, but we also have just started an English service uh, for, for the younger people, the next generations. So um, but it's basically me and, and Jara Hospitality was where I um, uh, work, uh, is, is where I work. And it's um, um, actually, I've got one slide on that one, and, and that's when Kathleen joined us um, quite a few years ago, maybe five years ago, around about five years ago. And um, uh, so, yeah, so that's me in, in, in uh, basic, and there we go. Okay, Jara Hospitality. Um, we started Jara Hospitality in 2017, and um, you know, the word Jara means God will provide. And, um, uh, sorry, 2007, that's when we started, 2007. And um, so, the, we have, so our vision is excel to influence. And as you can read here, we excel in developing godly leaders and kingdom-focused accommodation businesses. We want to become a significant influencer for God in the hospital industry and multiply this influence. So we've made a deliberate effort in lining up our vision statements with God's word. As you can see, um, making disciples of all nations be fruitful and multiply. So, so that was Genesis, the, 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 verse, the couple of verses that we just read. Some people call that the cultural mandate in the Bible. And the, in, in the New Testament, it's making disciples of all nations. So that's the, uh, uh, the Great Commission. So because we truly believe that as we line up what our lives, our businesses, whatever it is, with God's heart, I mean, that is what God wants us to do. And so, that's um, Jara Hospitality. And, and currently, we um, are running two properties, managing two properties. There's the Auckland City Hotel um, on Hobson Street. And then the second property is uh, the Pahia Pacific, which is up at the Pahia. Uh, at Pahia. So that's a small hotel, about 35 rooms. Um, the Auckland City Hotel is about 150 rooms. And that's been running for about uh, just over 13 years now. Uh, the Auckland City Hotel, and um, we every Wednesday 
we have a Marketplace Connect Fellowship at the Auckland City Hotel, and that's where um, um, I think uh, Kathleen and, and us, we've had, had chances to actually share and, and, and build up, um, a tra I guess God is just training us and preparing us to be able to, to serve God better um, at that place. Um, so the topic I'm going to share with you today is, oh, okay, is finding your flow. Okay, so this picture. Um, those of my generation <laughs> would, would, would be very familiar with if you're, um, if you're sort of knowing anything about basketball. So this guy, um, his name is MJ or Michael Jordan. So in the 80s, 80s, when I was at university, <laughs> was um, the most iconic sports person in the world. And people, because in those days, if you can just say two letters, and people would automatically know who he is. People would just say, MJ, MJ. They would know that's, it's not Michael Jackson, although he was famous in those days too. <laughs> people would say, MJ is Michael Jordan. And uh, as you can see, this picture, he's almost like, flying for a, a slam dunk. So that's the, he won the slam dunk competition uh, in those days uh, by this dunk. So my um, topic today is finding your flow. Finding your flow. So. As you can tell, basketball has, is my passion. And it's been my passion for many, many, many years. So I've been, I'm still playing at, um, every week. So I've been playing for about 30 odd years now, probably 36 years, 36, 37 years. And um, I used to imagine, hey, uh, what would heaven be like? What would heaven be like? I thought, oh, if I could play basketball every day in heaven, man, that would be, you know, that would be the best, the best thing that I could ever do. And, um, and I would get unlimited joy, unlimited sort of enjoyment. And plus, in heaven, I'm sure I could fly better, you know, <laughs> just like MJ here. So, I truly believe that we could get that similar feeling here today on earth, that, that enjoyment, that fulfillment by finding our flow. Um, so, this one is what, what I call sort of worldly, sort of in terms of, what does flow mean in a worldly sense? If the skill is high, but you keep doing low, low challenging tasks, it leads to boredom, all right? If your skill is low and your task is always too challenging for you, then you get frustration and anxiety. But if your higher skill level matches the challenge of the task, that's what we call flow. And um, back to basketball. <laughs> so, that's what happened in 2016, when LeBron James, um, they were up against a super team in the Golden State Warriors, a 73 win, so that, that's the most wins ever in the, during the season. But they managed to, to win that championship from 3-1 down. And you can see the exhilaration on the faces of, of players, and he was crying, he was, yeah, everything. And that's because he reached basically the pinnacle of, of the achievements of what they could, uh, of their skills, still skill set at that time as well. So that's what I call um, um, flow in, in this world. So this is what I truly experienced myself, right? Myself. I was in a basketball team back in, um, I think this was back in 2014, I believe, 2014. So it's called Exile Basketball Team. You look at this picture. This is after the final game of the season. You would have thought, hey, wow, 
you would have thought that we probably won the championship or something, right? Back in those days. So that's far from the truth. Far from the truth. There, there was a 12-team competition. So we did a round robin. And at the end of the round robin, you guess where we came? Exactly. We came 12. <laughs> we came 12. And um, that's because we didn't, never practiced. We just sort of turned up. Sometimes we didn't know even who was turning up. And sometimes we were shorter players. So anyway, so we, we didn't put the work in, basically. And then um, we just turned up. We, we won, I think, maybe a couple of games. But then we ended last, dead last. But the saving grace was that um, they had playoffs. I thought, okay, well, playoffs is normally only reserved for the top teams, right? No, but the, these guys, they had playoffs from um, um, one to four, you know, so, so in groups. So we were in the last group, 9, 10, 11, 12, the last group. Uh, we had playoffs for, for, for the, from, yeah, up to ninth, to see who came ninth, 10, 11, 12. Yes, you guessed it, we came ninth. <laughs> That's, that's, um, that's right after the game when we came back. So we actually, we played against the, um, the ninth team in the semifinals, and then we played against the winner of the 10th and 11th. So we actually uh, won both games. And then um, that's when we said, whoa, wow, the feeling was so good. And you can see, it's, we were genuinely happy and satisfied when we, when we reached that, that point. And, and that was our potential, the peak of our potential. And, um, and, and as long as we do that, as long as we do that, we can find that satisfaction. And biblically, it, it is the same thing. We have to know what God's core for each one, of one, each one of us is. And to be able to reach that potential of God's calling for us, we will find that satisfaction joy here on earth. Okay. After so much basketball, I thought we thought, better get back into the word. <laughs> um, biblical flow. As, as, as we read earlier on, it's, um, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on earth. So this is basically mankind's first job description. I can say, I would put it that way. Our first job description. He created his image, then his command. Well, our job description is to be fruitful and multiply. Then fill the earth and subdue it. So if we know what God created us for, then, I mean, that's a, already a big plus in terms of the direction of our lives. So, um, when God created us in his own image, then he asked us to be multiplied, fill the earth, right? So, what are we multiplying and what are we filling the earth with? It's actually the image of God. So, what are, so, so I see, I mean, when we look back at the... Um, um, the vision statement for Jara Hospitality is actually we want to fill this earth with God's culture, with God's culture, and it's, that's the value, the biblical values, and sort of how we act, how we react, and the way that we work as well. God wants, I mean, Christians in, in the old days, I remember um, if we work for a Christian company, oh, 
let's just take it easy. People will be so, you know, people are so loving. But actually, no. What God wants us to do is actually to excel in what we do. And as Christians, we shouldn't be just be sort of um, be happy with just second best. No, God wants us to be the best, to excel in what we do, so that we can give glory back to Him. And um, so, just like the basketball team, I mean, we do yes, we didn't do well in the beginning, but we did the best. We put all our hearts and, uh, and minds into the, the into the playoffs, and we reach our potential. So, so we have been yeah, created God's image to multiply and fill the earth with kingdom culture. Then we need to invest our abilities to create value on earth. That's what being fruitful means, to be fruitful on this earth. And of course, um, to be fruitful, if you think New Testament times, to be fruitful is actually to multiply, you know, to make disciples of all nations. So you can see that this um, uh, Genesis uh, chapter 1, 25, 26, uh, these two verses actually matches up with the Great Commission. One's just the Old Testament, one's just the New Testament side of actually uh, what God is, what, well, I guess it's good God, uh, God's um, job description for us. So, um, and also we're called to, um, to replenish, to tend to this earth. So actually, um, when we talk about um, to subdue, to have, have dominion over, over all the things of this earth, actually it's talking about um, that we need to plant, build, write, heal, invent ways that bless people and cause people's kingdom on earth to flourish. So we actually, um, so that, that's our cause, is actually to, to help this earth and the people to be able to flourish, and especially in the kingdom of God. And finally, um, you know the word um, worship, uh, work and worship in the Bible, a lot of times it's the same word. In the Hebrew word, it's called avoda, not avatar, but avoda, right? Avoda. So, so uh, in that context, the Bible uses it interchangeably many, many times. The first time it ever appears was in uh, Genesis two, when sort of God told Adam to uh, to work the Garden of Eden. So that's the first time. So it's avoda. So that's working, but also worship and service. It's all the same word in the Bible. So for me. Um, this is part, part of God's call for us, is that our work is to be our worship to God, but also to serve Him and serve the people around us. So that is the, the philosophy or theology that we have, hold at Jarrah's uh, Valley. Um, just give you a couple of uh, biblical examples of how people have found their flow um, in, in the Bible. Samson. <coughs> Um, there's a couple of verses here um, Judges 15, 14 15 and the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him so that he tore the lion apart with his bare hands as he might have torn a young goat the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him the ropes of his arm became like char flax and the bindings dropped from his hands finding a fresh jawbone of a donkey he grabbed it and struck down a thousand men so you could see Samson's stre uh, strength was actually God's gift to him. Um, however, he had to do it in partnership with God. That's why um, the, the phrase, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, actually that struck me too. Because it was only because um, 
the Spirit of the Lord was upon him, he was filled by the Spirit, then he was able to utilize his strength and his gift for what God wanted him to do. And I think he probably made the mistake many times that he thought it was his own strength. And that's where he got into trouble. Because of his pride, because of thought, oh, that's me, you know, it's all me. And that's when he got into trouble. And I must admit, it's easy for us to, to, get, uh, to make the same mistakes as well. I might think, oh, you know, it's me. It's I who built the company. It's me who built up the Auckland City Hotel, but it's not. And every time I, I think that's me, um, God would actually correct me. He would use circumstances. He would use hardship, challenges, things like that. And, and, and I would realize that, oh, okay, I need to give glory and give credit back to God and, um, and repent, definitely repent at those, at those times. So this is a, a good example of how, in the Old Testament, um, of Samson finding his flow in the Spirit of the God, in the Spirit of God. Of course, New Testament, um, it is Jesus. He found his flow in preaching and healing people. And he knew exactly what his job description was from God. He knew exactly what it was. I must work the works of him that sent me. And the works includes healing, includes preaching, but of course, of course, salvation. That's, he knew that was his ultimate aim to come here on earth. Um, in the episode with him and the Samaritan woman um, beside the well, um, so he shared with her what uh, about living water. If you remember that story, he shared that he himself was the living water. That after you drink, you would never become thirsty again, and you would find life. Then what happened was that um, his disciples were actually out um, finding food, and when they came back and asked, "Hey Jesus, don't you want to eat something?" and this is what he replied. He said, "My food," said Jesus is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. What does Jesus mean by that? Basically, um, that was after the Samaritan woman had came to accept him as the Messiah. So basically, he has saved this woman from sin and from eternal death. And at that time, he felt so satisfied, so joyful, Basically, so full and fulfilled, he said to his disciples, that, hey, actually, I'm so fulfilled now that I don't really need food at this time. I'm so fulfilled and satisfied that doing my work, my father's work is all I need. So if we can find that same core, that same fulfillment in our lives, we are doing the will of our father. So this is what we need to look for in our lives. And, and sometimes you know, our call is um, different, different seasons. We might be called to be a, a pastor at a time. But some, sometimes we might be called to be a student or, or anything sort of in, in our lives. But we, we know there are a few generic calls that, that Jesus asks us to do. Right? There's loving God, loving people, the Great Commission. These are things that we could do whatever stages in life we are. But after we do that, God does say that, um, um, that there are specific works that he wants us to do at different, in our different seasons in life. And I, it's on my prayer that we could sort of look in the scripture, we could pray, 
so that we can find those specific calls in our lives. All right, this is our team at the Auckland City Hotel. Um, so all the people dressed in green, wearing funny hats, funny glasses, that's us, that's our team. So we have an um, operations guy, we have sales, we have HR, we have IT, um, we have yeah, uh, people at reception. So it makes up that, um, um, that team here. And what we're doing here is that um, this is Christmas, we're doing Christmas caroling. As, as in the workplace. And uh, what we do, we go out to all our, uh, some of our um, travel agents, some of our uh, agent partners who gives us business, and we say, okay, um, what we want to do is to better sing the gospel into the workplace. Because you know, in, in New Zealand, it's actually, um, it's extremely hard these days to uh, breach the topic of, of Jesus. It's really, really difficult. People are so, I guess, PC, you know, politically correct, and anything um, you say about Jesus, they would just automatically just turn off. I remember uh, my wife Brenda, she was, um, in, I think our daughter was still in primary school, and um, there were times that um, she wanted to reach out to, to a parent and say, hey, can, can I sort of pray about you? And then, oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. It's such a big reaction in, in New Zealand. And when our national anthem, is, is, is God Save New Zealand, and it's, um, yeah, just un it's unbelievable. But this is the way that it is. So our sales team, they thought of, okay, let's hit two birds in one stone. Okay, firstly, let's make an impression on these travel agents, right? Because, um, um, because it's just part of their sales strategy is that, hey, we need to be different. We need to, because all the big boys, people like Sky City, um, all the, all the chains, what they do, Sometimes they go to see the travel agents and they would bring a chef and say, hey, you know, let me cook you something and then do something on the, uh, so do, cook something for you guys so you can taste it straight away. Of course, people are impressed by that. People are really impressed by things like that. But as a small little hotel um, in the middle of Auckland, against all these big chains, we can't afford to do that type of thing. And we don't have the resources to do. So our sales team, okay, let's do something different. And that's when they came up with the idea. Okay, let's try Christmas caroling. Let's go and sing uh, at these people. The worst case that, that can happen is that we'll just make a fool ourselves. Yeah? Just make a fool ourselves. Okay, we won't do it next year. But the second thing is that in line with what, what God's calling for us is to influence people uh, for God's kingdom. Is that we can actually sing the gospel into these workplaces. So, uh, I think this might, might have been the second year, second, second or third year we, we've been doing that. And actually the effect was unexpected because we couldn't make all the travel agents all in one go. So we had to do some this year, do some next year, and another year. So what happened was that some of the travel agents uh, that we haven't been to the second year, they said, hey, what happened? How come you guys didn't come? <laughs> so actually that was purely by God's grace that, that we actually made an impression and actually people did enjoy that. And so, um, yeah, so just all glory back to God. And um, finding your flow. Um, maybe I'll just end with one short story. Um, when we first started our, um, our chapel service, or in those days the chapel service, today we call it the Marketplace Connect Fellowship, um, 
sort of our, our business partner. Actually, that's uh, Mr. Tony Tay. So he's, he's our business partner. Um, he was a developer, and um, but then during the financial crisis in 2008, 2009, actually wiped everything out. He lost everything during, during the financial crisis. And um, so, but actually what God um, led him into was that um, he led him into his second calling after business. He was a very successful businessman, but then he knew that his gifting was actually teaching. It was teaching the Bible, but also teaching um, business people, people who are in the workplace. So actually God called him back into Asia. Um, you can see some of the um, uh, some pictures here that was teaching to multitudes. But I'm, I'm not going to talk about him today, but this little story was um, when we first started um, in two, our, our chapel service in 2011, and that's because um, uh, Pastor Tony Tate, he, he got the vision. He said, okay, um, marketplace mission or marketplace ministry, that's, that's our direction here at, uh, for, for, our, um, for our group. And so he said, um, he went away that Christmas, came back and said, okay, Ross, We've got to get this thing started. We can't just say we do marketplace mission, marketplace ministry. We've got to take one step in faith. And so he said, okay, let's start this um, chapel service, 2011. At that time, I wasn't sure. Um, it was just myself, uh, Tony, and then we had a, uh, our sales director, which is Victor, and then our GM back then, Andy. And for us, we're just sitting together and saying, okay, well, sure, we get this a go. First, we say, okay, Who's, who, who's going to do the preaching? Who's going to do sharing? Then Tony, Pastor Tony said, yes, put him his hand, I'm going to do it. Um, I've been sharing at my church, and I'm the elder, no problem. Okay, second problem, who's going to lead worship? <laughs> uh, we worship? Um, we're not sure. So another, I said, well, I remember I played the piano before I was 14, I used to play the piano. <laughs> but I was just sharing with them. Pastor Chris, I, I cannot sing. I just cannot sing. And um, so, so none of us put up a hand. So we decided to pray, okay. And, and somehow God led one brother. Somehow he said he was driving along uh, in the city and felt the Spirit call him to have to drive into Auckland City Hotel. And when he came and saw Pastor Tony, he said, oh, you're the man. You're the man to, 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 to come and start off our, our, our um, service in, in terms of worship leading. But of course, that's not a long-term solution because he's um, um, he's from someone from outside, and he's um, and he's in those days he's always been travelling too. So we needed to look someone from in, from within. So eventually, um, our sales director Victor, okay, he said, okay, let me try. So I was start learning the guitar today. I was start learning now. So he started with learning some chords, you know, some a few chords. And then, um, and myself said, hey, come on, i teach you, no worry. But you know, it's not that easy, right? It's not that easy to, to pick up in this room from scratch. Um, but this is the amazing thing. This is what he did. So court by court, he started learning. And, um, and, and he said, okay, I'm gonna try to do worship one week when Marcel was away. But he said, but I can't, I can't play and sing at the same time. So okay, no problem. So hey Ross, can you say, huh, me? <laughs> okay, sure. So so I I, I I became like my those two, but of course not as good. And um, 
So I sang as he played, but we made so many mistakes. We made so many mistakes. We, we missed, we missed our, our entry, missed everything. We got confused. But, but God used us. And, and, and also I really realized my gifting is not leading worship. <laughs> so God was very clear, very clear to me. But the amazing thing was that Victor kept improving. He kept improving as, as a guitar player, and he was able to lead by himself without me. And um, just fast forward a few years later, I remember in, um, one day he, he, he was sick, he was unwell. So he, he texted me, or I can't remember how he did, but maybe called me and said, hey, I needed a day off and to stay at home. And what happened was that um, um, during that, after that day, he came and talked to us, and maybe a week or two later, he said, you know, during that day, God actually gave me a song. And he was able to compose a brand new song with lyrics within that one day of being sick. And I remember vividly, that song was called Walk My Way. It's Walk My Way. And this is how God provided. Actually, even if we don't have the gifting, but if we are doing God's work, He would give it to us. And this was the amazing provision that we've experienced in walking in God's flow. So my prayer for everyone is that we could all find God's calling for us. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, dear Lord Jesus, dear Holy Spirit, we just really want to give thanks, Lord, for your love and for your faithfulness despite of our unfaithfulness, Lord. Lord, there are many times, Lord, that um, we know what you've called us to do. We know that we're supposed to love you and love the people around us, that we are, not, we are here to make disciples of all nations, that we are to um, work or, or actually in, in our families or in, in church to do the things um, to the best of our abilities. But there are times when when we just have been so unfaithful. But Lord, we just want to give thanks, Lord, that you're reminding us today, Lord, um, that despite of our unfaithfulness, you're still faithful to us. So Lord, uh, we just really pray, Lord, that it's, as your Holy Spirit fill each one of us, Lord, that we could find um, this, each one of our, our own calling uh, in, in due season, Lord, so that we can use all our gifts and talents uh, that you've given to each one of us to the best of our abilities for your kingdom and for your glory alone, Lord. We just want to pray this in our Lord Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, thank you all.